Well, happy hump day and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. So grateful that you have tuned in wherever you are and whatever manner you might be listening to this. And regardless of what platform, I'm grateful that you've taken the time. We are hosted on SoundCloud. We do have a YouTube channel. Updates are on our Facebook page. You can find all of that at We Shall Not Sleep. If you have issues finding that, you can just search my name, Michael Crable. Last name, K-R-E-B for boy, I-L-L, K-R-E-B-I-L-L. And I am back here. I will be gone next week as I will be on vacation, a much-needed vacation. I almost wanted to talk a lot about the idea of rest tonight, but I actually want to go towards a different theme a little bit. I am incredibly grateful for the time off. I'll be traveling to New York with some of my theater mates. Shout out to any of those who are listening, potentially. I'll be seeing a few Broadway shows and just enjoying the city. It's supposed to be some nice weather. So it's time for a vacation. I'm really going to be enjoying it. Shout out to my mom, who will be filling in for me at my church, uh, per my church board's permission. They're the ones that decide who and what goes in the pulpit. So she'll be giving a sermon in my absence. And I also just want to say happy belated Mother's Day to every mom out there who might be listening I hope you had a great one. I know we talked about Mother's Day last Wednesday in Bathsheba. That's where we we preached against. So uh, next time we'll be talking here on this podcast, it'll be after Pentecost, where we celebrate the gift that is the Holy Spirit and that given to us, starting a new era, really, of our Christian tradition as we understand it here in the New Testament in this post-resurrection era understanding that God, now the Holy Spirit, this third iteration, the third arm of the Trinity, is now with us. We had God the Father for the first few thousand years, and then Jesus comes with us for 35 very short years, and then the Holy Spirit thereafter. So you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which were all present at the creation of the world, all interacting with humanity in their own times but still as one unit, one Godhead. But now being the Holy Spirit with us, that's what we celebrate and commemorate on Pentecost here in the last Sunday of May. So rest assured, we'll, we will be talking a little bit about that once I return, because that is such a monumental and important church holiday. So there is that. I do want to just kind of tease you a little bit as where we're going. We'll be getting back to Corinthians and some of those shared stories here shortly as well. But tonight, I want to turn our attention to one of my favorite book in the Bible, if not my second favorite, Proverbs. Let's go to chapter 13. I'll be reading out of the NASB 1995, as I typically do. Proverbs 13, just a few, few short verses, one through four here. A wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of a man's mouth he enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is violence. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. Hmm. Lot in there. That's why I love Proverbs. It's, you almost could just preach a sermon per each proverb. But let's let's just take this verse by verse here. A wise son accepts his father's discipline. Very per- perfect. 
You know, look at our parents, and not all of us have had the best parents, but I have the privilege of having an amazing earthly father, someone who fears God and does his best to abide by his teachings and therefore pass it on in a, in a very godly manner, but from a masculine perspective, him raising a son. And as I've gotten older, the more I've realized how right both of my parents are in pretty much everything, where I've had to just say, all right, Dad, you were right. I don't know if you remember this, but a conversation we had a decade ago, we were doing this, and you said one day, and it's just one of those things, right? Like, well, wisdom, as you get older, hopefully when your parents continue to give you advice, you can take that that theme and go, oh, yeah, well, of course, my parents, they've lived longer than me. They have that perspective. Just because technology is different doesn't mean that the core tenets of life, people, sin, you know, the idea of integrity, doesn't that stuff doesn't change. The, if the times try to change it, that's the times, but it doesn't mean that we ourselves as Christians conduct ourselves any differently. And so taking all that experience, learning from those who've come before you, who have no reason, no ill motive to lie to you. Now, yeah, there's always the outliers, but assuming good parenting here. So a wise son accepts his father's discipline. And it's not just advice. It's saying, you've done this, I'm going to discipline you because I'm trying to mold you and, and push you to God because I'm someday going to answer for the work that I've done, right? That's, that's the burden of a parent. You know, that's where Proverbs late, uh, earlier goes, you know, train up a child in the way they should go and they shall not depart from it. Another passage in the same book. That's their entire function as parents. Keep them safe. Raise them to be godly. That's that, that simple. You have to protect your children. Raise them to be godly and holy people. That simple. So when you have that and you have to discipline a child and the child hates it, Basically, what Scripture is saying, if you're, if you're a wise son, if you fear God yourself, you're going to accept it. not going to fight against it. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So somebody who's foolish, they don't listen to the advice of people. I mean, think about any celebrity. Think about anyone in your life who's just their own worst enemy because they, they won't get out of their own way. They won't take the advice of people. They just want to run their own life and be done with it, right? We, we know people like that. Well, the Bible is saying, well, they're a scoffer. Like, psh- I don't need to listen to that. Well, they're not listening to those around them at all. Verse 2, from the fruit of a man's mouth he enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is violence. From the fruit of a man's mouth he enjoys good. We look at fruit later in the New Testament. I love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then we're also talking that the, the, the tongue, though, is, is, a, is a two-edged sword because out of the same mouth we praise people, it's the same type of mouth that we we scorn people. On the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then the idea of not being of many words. All these things that are all throughout Scripture, there's the idea that there's a fruit that comes from building up people, encouraging people, not being someone who gossips, not telling lies. It's kind of hard to tell lies when you don't move your mouth. It's very hard to gossip without talking. It's kind of the idea here. But the desire of the treacherous is violence. So those who have ill motives, they will resort to whatever methods they have. Violence with, with, with an incredibly insightful language, scorning, mockery, tearing down of people, calling for violence, acts of violence. 
Verse 3 says, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. It's the idea of like, you ever learn to keep your mouth shut? Right? Uh, you've always had a big mouth. That where, where do these things come from? Oh, they come from Scripture. These, these aren't just some ancient Proverbs that were passed down from just wise people. No, this is di- directly from the Word of God, the wisdom of God, saying, you know, if you guard what you say, you're going to preserve your life. Have you ever gotten yourself in trouble with your mouth? Uh, every kid has. Back talk, foolishness, discipline, going too far. Absolutely. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Oh, yeah. People who will always tell you everything that they're thinking. They Oh, you ever had, you ever had people say, sorry, I just don't have a filter? That's just laziness. It's a lack of discipline. They also don't want to. They use it as a, as a, as a crutch. Oops, sorry. I, I'm basically what they're meaning to use. Sorry, I'm a child. I can't help but saying something. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. And th- that kind of comes to like the idea too is people in our our days talk about talking. I, I said this a couple weeks ago at at church that it's almost more virtuous today to talk a talk than walk the walk. It's about looking the part, not being the part. Think of social media. Uh, influencers, people who have a brand, people who choose to live a quote-unquote lifestyle, the people that we envy and that we are filled with jealousy over. It's like people take a picture and you literally get a snapshot of their life. It's figuratively, literally. And it's like, wow, that person must be so happy. They must be so successful because they posted this thing that's completely edited and in a particular context. It's not a video that goes on for hours on end, showing what it's really happening. So that trip that they are on was sponsored by this thing, and if they didn't do it, then they had to get they they had to back out. It's it's all these things that people look like they have this quote unquote this good life, and then your then your soul you kind of want that you, you're you're pursuing that, but you're not willing to do it. But it's about looking the part, not necessarily doing the part. So the soul of a sluggard, so the soul, the so the inner being of a of a lazy person wants something, but they're not willing to get it. But then you have a righteous person makes their soul fat because they're filled with action. And and so many of us, I think, today we look at our, our situations and we wish things could be more ideal for certain. And then I wonder at the same time, what are we willing to do to change it? But then there's a difference between laziness and then just being tired. And that's kind of where I'm feeling right now is I I definitely am feeling somewhat lazy, but I also feel really tired. That's why I'm happy I'm having a vacation here. But that's, that's the difference. Have to check yourself. It's the motive. So that, that again, a lot of this comes down to motive. And what do you, what do you want yourself to be? Where, Where do you, what type of standard do you want to hold for yourself? These are all questions that, that have to be answered in that pursuit. So I hope this gives you a little bit of something to like just to be thinking about. Proverbs is my favorite, favorite book in in the New in the Old Testament by far, along with Ecclesiastes, like the, the wisdom literature. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Lamentations. Uh, the latter is a much harder read, but it's relatable when you when you read it as a lament. It's sorrowful. So I would just engross yourself with with this. But yeah, thirteen one through four, just things that maybe appear obvious to us after the fact, like, oh my gosh, yeah, the Bible's been teaching this for now 6,000 years. Like, what are we talking about here? These are sayings from Solomon. Like, I think he knows. 
There's nothing he couldn't have, and yet he chose to write these things down. Amazing, amazing things. Thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you. May God keep you.